Welcome to the Bold Dreams Health Boost Sleep Podcast. I am your host, Taryn Watts, and I am honored to introduce my next two guests, Meda Ramirez and Roma Bajaj Koli, both of whom are Emory alumna and ACC certified coaches with the ICF. And these two women are creating ripples in the world. They join and share their diverse cultural and immigrant experiences to help others feel belonging and worthiness. After living many years in the business world, Meta felt like she wasn't in the right place and kept looking for her purpose in life. This took her on a transformational journey on the spiritual side, turning her into a certified angel therapist and an ICF Mind Rebel certified coach. Her goal is to make a better world by helping one soul at a time find their worthiness and true self. Roma is a mindset and self-confidence coach for teenagers of ethnic descent who struggle with feeling like a misfit. She helps them discover their identity, their sense of self, and anchor them in their self-worth. She is also a co-author of an Amazon bestseller, Women Who Boss Up. In this episode, we're talking with Meta and Roma about their unique journeys and the challenges they have faced as immigrants forging their path in the online entrepreneur world and coaching space. They have collaborated to build a safe and supportive community of like-minded immigrant women who are looking for a group of powerful women where they can be themselves as they are. They have a monthly free circle they currently host called the Empowered Immigrant Women's Circle on the last Friday of every month, and you can learn all about this community on their YouTube channel, which I will post below in the show notes. We hope you enjoy this episode. Meta and Roma, two alumnas of the Mind Rebel Academy, two graduated coaches out there doing some incredible work in the world. It is such an honor to have you both here and to talk about this really, really, really important topic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I asked you both here to have this conversation. Um, you know, Roma, I will never forget one day, um, you sharing with me, you know, some of the some of the challenges, some of the joys, some of the opportunities that that immigrant coaches have in America that is that is unique to to an immigrant coach. And Roma, again, going back to um, something you shared with me that I'll never forget, um, but an experience you had. I'm not sure, Roma, if it was a, a business mentor or a friend or who whoever who it was. But someone saying to you that you haven't made it as a coach in this industry until you have coached a white client. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, the way you said it now still brings me back to that moment and the sense of shame and humiliation that it made me feel in that moment, forgetting that I'm enough as who I am. And it's just 
fears as as an immigrant coach of am i really enough am i doing service enough for this country this new place this new environment that i've been put into am i working hard enough am i attracting the right people and am i only and am am i only interacting with those of my skin type and those are questions i've definitely asked myself so when this person said it out loud it was almost like hearing my fear right in front of me amplified and i wanted to run and i really wanted to hide but staying still in that moment made me realize that yes i'm an outsider yes i'm a foreigner in or an immigrant in in a country where i wasn't born but isn't that showing the world how freaking brave i am that i'm trying to do something that's way out of my comfort zone and establishing my family my identity everything from ground up and not just ground up also digging my roots deep into the ground in this new land wow i have shivers from head to toe mira what's coming up for you i think that roman nailed that answer because being brave um is the word for immigrants and sometimes we have just those dreams but also we have to face so many fears in this journey and it's a world full of unknown full of challenges full of happiness and adventure but at the end of the day you have to come back to you and see your worthiness because sometimes when you are outside facing the world that it's not your world that you are used to sometimes you can feel a little bit unworthy <laughs> because of that so you have to anchor very very deep in that worthiness to find who you really are and why do you are worthy even Roma I heard I heard something similar in what you said around I'm not sure you used the word worthiness but around almost like coming to this country and there was the sense of you know proving myself or am i am i doing it justice or there was something in what you what you shared as well roma can you elaborate a little bit on that that feeling of of worthiness mm. yeah i think if anyone who questions their worthiness um more is an immigrant yeah is yeah because you are constantly asking yourself that am i doing enough and if i'm doing enough is it good is it right is it is it is it going to be enough not just for me and my present situation but for my generations to come where are they going to feel like where do they belong what 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 is this going what what legacy am i leaving behind and um you know again being in my situation having 
parents back in your own country it's it's a constant battle or back and forth of did i make the right choice and so like like maira said i think it's very important to find an anchoring or a sense of belonging beyond physical environments around you into something deeper within you mm finding a sense of belonging beyond your physical environment into something deeper within you what was that journey like for both of you for each of you i you have different stories what was that journey like i don't know like in for me it was one of a confused preneur completely confused lost soul not knowing who she is what she stands for what are what are her beliefs her values what does she want who is she outside of these four walls of her house who is she if she's not traveling with her husband everywhere around who is she if she's not a mother and really like i was telling myra this i think that immigrants ask the hardest but the most rewarding questions to themselves when they uproot wow mira what about you i think if you can put it as a metaphor when you are like lost it's almost like you are in a cave where you have put all the these qualities all these values in small lights outside you and when you are an immigrant you don't have those lights so sometimes you have to look inside that light that has been there like since you were born that wisdom that um value and just look for that light so you can have light in that cave so you can find the 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 best next steps and that's the the difficult part because you have to do a lot of self work that it's beautiful and painful at the same time but at the end it's so rewarding to find that at the end you have that worthiness that you were looking no matter where you are in this world it's feeling like this resilience like the word resilience this like inner resilience inner resourcefulness this inner strength that you've had to cultivate within and that that feels like it, it that's the foundation of this journey um I as we are prepare as I was preparing for this this episode with you two I was actually doing a little bit of um a little bit of research on immigrants and entrepreneurship and I found some fascinating research that um so there's some new studies that are saying that um immigrants start a disproportionate number of biz of new businesses compared to 
compared to their uh, native counterparts, right? So they are, immigrants are far more likely to own their own businesses. They're far more likely to be entrepreneurs. And what that data is saying is like how much immigrants actually contribute to our economy in, in Canada and the United States. And so just this, you know, what I, what I know of both of you and your, your strength of character, your, your work ethic, your inner resilience, the, 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 the strength and the, um, the work that you've done in your own journeys, it, it just, you know, it, it lends to this, that, you know, if, if we think about entrepreneurship, which we, which we know is very, very challenging. It's really hard to start your own businesses. But what I'm, what I'm sensing is that like you guys have this incredible resilience inside and, um, and, and I, I'm, I'm wondering if that helps to, that helps in the world of entrepreneurship. What are your reactions to that? Hmm. I think, Taryn, that for me, if I wouldn't have become chosen to become an entrepreneur, I would have never met myself. I would have never truly found me if I was lost. Because in my lostness also, there was, there was this coming home. So I wouldn't have really found me if I wouldn't have become an, uh, chosen to become an entrepreneur. And the sense of belongingness and ownership of your power and being humble in that power is what entrepreneurship gave to me. And, and I think it's realizing that, ooh, I wanted to be an entrepreneur because it was badge of my honor. I know how to carry my scars. I'm an immigrant. I know how to do the hard work. But what I didn't know was how to own me. I didn't know how to be me. I didn't know how to be so long enough me that I could belong wherever I am. And, and I think entrepreneurship gave me that. I really found myself and beyond. And ever since then, I feel like same time a disruptor but at the same time a creator and a peacemaker all of it at once mm. Mira what's coming up for you I wasn't going to put so beautiful <laughs> because um Roma just nailed it in the part of how you end up owning it. And I think that everything begins with you want to belong. So you want to prove yourself that you are worthy in this world. So you begin to give things from this part of maybe your ego, your, your scarcity, your fears even. And you begin to, to try to prove others that you belong here and uh, that you have that value and you begin to 
give. And from that given, I think that's, that's coming the creation and, and, and the imagination. And uh, you, you just begin a process of almost creation of a new world where you can feel, okay, if I do this and that and that, I will prove myself and others that belonging. But in that process happens what Roma says. Something changes if you open to change. And you have to 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 show like two paths in, in, in this. The first one is just burnout, uh, just be miserable because uh, you feel that there is nothing that can give you that that you are missing. Or you can come and begin your awakening. And I think that's what Roma explained beautifully because she chose to just open to that growth, to see everything that she can give, that her power. And that's what begins to start an, a beautiful awakening of finding yourself. And, and I think that's the result of when you choose this kind of path. But it's a, a decision how you can see both things. And it's very, very uh, tricky because sometimes you, you can choose uh, in a bad way. And the, the question will be, how can you anchor to choose to, to the growth and to learn from this experience? that you are facing. Mm. Mm. The power of choice. From what I'm, you know, as I listen to both of you, this like, this choice to belong, this like, this choice to, it's almost like society isn't going to say you belong. This, that choice to belong had to come from somewhere else, right? And that's, a, that's very unique. So this choice to belong had to come from somewhere else. Was there like a defining moment, like a defining moment for you to claim that for yourself? Roma, I'm seeing you um, smiling and there's, I, I can tell there's something bubbling to the surface for you. Yeah, there were, there were two of them. One was my dark part. One was the part where I was in Switzerland and I saw myself going into a spiral of just making choices, the power of choice, making choices with, with my fear, with my not enoughness, with my scarcity. And just choosing to do something so disempowering to my soul. I was shoplifting at that time. It's a long story, maybe for another podcast, but, <laughs> but like I was choosing that choice versus the same time when I chose the power of my light. And that was the time when I remember I was in this, in this retreat surrounded with all white people, all natives to this country, America, the great America. And I was the only brown skin there. And they were talking on the topic of trust. And they asked, does anyone know what is trust? 
And for me, it was belonging. So I raised my hand and I said this, and I said that wherever the fuck I stand is where I fucking belong. I'm not an outsider. I'm, I'm here because I belong to me. And that's the deepest level of trust I know that exists. What did it feel like, Roma, to claim that? It was so the earth didn't shatter beneath me. The white, <laughs> the white people didn't run away from me. The white people didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just embraced with hugs and and this this wonder both from within and from outside of me and i was just like where did that come from what was that did i always know this but i only said it today it just felt like a crust of like a crust broke and i found my light. I held it. What has opened up for you since that moment? So since that moment, because my mind is not used to living without fear, it was always a ping pong journey. But more of the ping pong was towards my alignment and my light. I started realizing that there is this third part of me beyond my body, mind, and, you know, beyond my body and my mind that I have not felt or experienced ever before. And I could now not just experience it, feel it, sense it, but like there was something tangible about it. I could hold it in my hand and I could feel the spirit within me who has so much more of everything inside it already. I just needed to peel back the layers and reclaim. Meera, what, what, what was your reclaiming story? Mine came when I connect with more of my career of as an agile therapist. And I think that the moments where I felt complete was when I did my sessions. And the first session, I think it was incredible because I didn't felt myself. It was almost like I connected with this wisdom, this thing that it's beyond me and show me that inside of us, there are more things that this body, this skin, like Roma said, it was beyond that. It's we're souls. And that is when I like, understood that I am not having in the other world or wherever I were going um, money or fame or anything. 
we can live a legacy in this world, yeah, but what we are beyond that. Every, each person of us have that. And that's like, begin to connect with that divinity, that, that part of whatever you call it, universe, God, unconditional love. There is where the, my, my value reside. When I connect with that is when I feel that I belong the most. And I cannot go like in, in my life going like that all the time, but, um, trusting, like uh, knowing that I am protected, that everything uh, will be fine. Even in the worst, it made me felt like, uh, I don't know that I belong here because I am here for a reason to learn, mm -hmm. to grow, to whatever you, you call it. And that specific thing, the, the magic that made me feel or, or create me and put me here in this world is telling me that I am belonging in any part of the world, in any part of this realm that we, we are. So we have to remember that, that no matter what, we are here for a reason and that we are belong here for a reason. You know, what's striking me about both of your experiences and your stories is that um, your passions. So Roma, you said your, you, you know, entrepreneurship was an outlet for you to to feel like find your sense of belonging and made what you just shared was when you are in your sessions as an angel therapist fully self-expressing your gifts to the world that's what connected you to your truest sense of belonging it's really striking me that both of you following your passion and following your like your your soul's yearnings connected you to that place inside of you that knows that wherever the fuck you stand, you belong. What, what does that mean? What do you think that means? What does that mean to you? In, in my eyes, some days, you know, what it means to me is that Tick mark, check mark, done. My soul has finished its business here as a physical human being. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> but then with the next moment, I'm crying over something right. that's as simple as, you know, milk is spilled and who's going to pick yeah. it up? Me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, some days it's, it's as meaningful as that, that what more do I want? Like my desires and wants and yearnings have, have slowed down now. Mm. I want to live by the will of the divine, right? Like it's, it's that. Some days it, it really means that. It means, it, it means everything. And then 
the human life happens, human experiences happen. And then you realize because you are so, because I think we've chosen to live this life of continuously examining, growing and evolving. My soul shows me just like a butterfly wants to suck the nectar of another flower. It shows me another outlet. It introduces me to another expression of me that I didn't know I have. So like me and Maida, that's a beautiful example of how we met and another passion was born between the two of us. It was, it was really magical where after we connected on a lab together in the MRA, when we connected and we were like, we both have this strong yearning to serve the immigrants mm -hmm. and to help them recharge, reconnect with their power and reclaim that. And so sometimes yearnings happen. And, and it's just you meet your aligned people along the way who are meant to cross your path. And then you express again. Again, I, I'm hearing that your, your, your wants and what, you know, your goals, your wants have, have like in this sense of finding belonging within yourself and your value and your sense of self and your sense of belonging is not, it, you had to learn that it's not going to come from anything or anyone or any place outside of you. It has to come from within what I'm hearing is that your yearnings have actually changed. Roma, that's what I'm hearing from what you're saying. Your yearnings have become less outward, less about success and doing these things and more about, you know, there's something deeper speaking inside of both of you. There's something so soulful and so deep inside of both of you. It's striking. Yeah. I mean, it feels, I don't know, Maida, maybe you want to say, but for me, it feels like the purest way to be. And whatever we do from that place of purity and being is just cause and effect. It's just, it, ha it just happens. We don't have to really push or struggle or hustle. It just happens i think that we have learned to listen to our souls and uh, the universe put, put us on the mra because that's exactly what we learn right like how we can listen to our souls to to our intuition to that uh, compass that we have inside and how we can go from there when you listen to those voices that are inside of you things are it's not that are going to be yeah 100% sold but every situation that you have 
you can see it from another perspective because you are listening to those voices that will guide you and that give you the situation with a perspective of love. And I think that what we, Roma and I continuously do is to work in ourselves a lot. And this is something that um, I have in my heart and I believe that uh, we have not as humans, a life purpose in life. Our purpose is to learn and grow mm -hmm. because our souls came to this world to feel, to learn, to get in contact with people. And that growth will continue all the life. We are not going to stop learning. And as Roma said, like, yeah, when I said, yes, finally, I have this and I can go some word <laughs> yeah because check i have existence. it yeah <laughs> life happens because the universe it's putting mm -hmm. together another thing so you can learn and keep evolving and keep growing and that's how your soul grows and learns and and growing consciousness and that's the beauty and i think that that's why the universe put us together because we are so alike in that aspect that mm -hmm. when we are talking together we will some some days like oh we have to record this because this is so deep <laughs> because we love you to guys connect should with both that you have your own podcast just saying <laughs> i'm just going to plant the seed <laughs> yeah Okay, so we've talked about, I, I'm really curious to get both of your perspectives about the coaching industry specifically. And what would you say some of the challenges have been in being an immigrant coach, like in this industry, in this industry? What, what, have, what have some of the challenges been? I think most of the challenges have come from our own, like my own limitations around my ability to do this work and, and to hold this space and also the evolution or the growth that needed to happen. Like from when I see myself four years back when I started believing that, oh, I have a yearning of becoming a coach. And, and I didn't know what that meant. And starting from there to now, I think what this industry really shows is that somewhere, sometimes we, when we as coaches are trying to show the pain that we can solve, we somewhere delude, like not intentionally, but unknowingly convey this message of something is wrong within us. It, which needs to be fixed. And, and I think that's where I was coming from as a coach in the beginning is that, Ooh, something is wrong within me that needs to be fixed. This person who's coming with me because they, if they have a problem, something is wrong within them. And then this journey of understanding myself, belonging to myself, tapping into my worthiness started happening, the refinement of it. The really, I think like the true refinement of it happened for me in MRA, like the last whole year was when I saw the coaching industry 
as a space to co-create, to, to express the highest version of me that sometimes I'm so scared to see and hold. But when I'm in that conversation with that client, I can hold it for them and I can hold it for me. That, that about coaching is never told because most of the marketing is done on what's your pain. Yeah, you don't have this. That's why you need me. Nobody needs me. And my goal as a coach after the MRA has been showing my clients how to need themselves, how to, how to be enough in themselves, using me as a conduit for some time to meet themselves where one day they will not need me. My interactions are finite. My conversations are finite with you because they are with a purpose. And as a coach, nothing is wrong with you. I have parents, Taryn, telling me that I, I still need some more time, Roma. I need to convince my child to speak to you. I keep telling the parent, do you think something is wrong with them? Get rid of that energy first. Get rid of mm. that mindset first. Tell them like you met this cool person down the street and they might benefit by talking to them and then see the energy shift in whether they want to talk to me or not. What an empowered, whole, beautiful perspective. When we look at the coaching industry, Roma, you're so right. A lot of the flashy, sexy marketing in coaching is about you have a problem. I am the answer. I am the answer to your gap. And, and, and in what you're saying, it's the, no, you are, I am the, I, I loved how you put that. I am the, I am like, I am temporary. I am a temporary conduit to helping you access your sense of belonging, your wisdom, your next steps, your solutions. And I am the conduit to that temporarily. I am not a permanent solution. Mira, what's coming up for you? I completely agree that we are just some, we help others to learn how to connect with that wisdom that it's already there. And that sometimes we don't know how to connect with that. We, we are not, we don't learn that from school or sometimes from our parents, how to do that. And the work is to change a little bit the industry because, for example, you were asking about the, 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 the challenges as, as immigrants or, or even as women. Mm -hmm. Sometimes coaching is a male energy or was in in so many years, a male energy yeah, where right. yes, you can do it and wow. And this work energy, harder. Yes, exactly. And coaching is deeper than that. Coaching is connect with more than that and help the, the clients to just know that they have the answers and how to access to those answers in, in a daily basis. 
it's something so powerful that will help them until they die. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and how we can change that is give them that space to learn from themselves and to see that they have that wisdom inside. It's not our wisdom. Um, Roma, earlier you said being humble in that power. And I just heard that made on what you just shared. It's just this, when you find yourself and when you find your sense of belonging that is unshakable because it's coming from something not outside of you. Um, and then you as a coach hold space for another, for them to discover their sense of belonging, their wisdom. That's that, like, that's that humble power. It's such a humble, powerful energy to sit in and to stand inside of. Okay, put yourselves back, I don't know how many years ago, but perhaps, you know, at a time when you didn't feel as confident as you do today, but you had, you know, perhaps you had a dream in your heart. Perhaps you, you know, um, maybe I know for you, you worked in the corporate world. I mean, you did X, you checked all the boxes. You worked in the corporate world and you suppressed the true you. Do you want to actually share a little bit about that? That experience? Yeah. Sometimes uh, you, you follow what the world tells you to do, right? right. Like I, I was yeah. just uh, studying a software engineer. I, I was a project manager in the corporate. I was like looking for the the everything. Like I wanted to be a manager and then jumped into another teams. And my dreams were, were always like looking for something more in this that it wasn't me. So when I moved and jumped, I felt so empty that I thought that maybe this is because I don't have this number of persons below me. So I am going to jump and do that. Maybe it is because I am not achieving this project. So let's go and achieve it. So when you are in this noisy world well, where they tell you, you have to do this and you have your value from these titles, mm -hmm. from this money, from this is when there is more emptiness in your life. You feel that something is missing and you don't know what exactly is. And you have to just stop, do a pause. And connect with what, what, what is happening. But sometimes the world moves so fast that you cannot do it. And I didn't do it. I felt so empty during this time. And I didn't care. I just wanted to see if 
the next project will make me feel happy. So the universe or myself put me in this situation where I was sick and I had to stop because if I couldn't stop, maybe it was uh, life threatened. So when I stopped, then I could see that that was not the answer. That others, what others told me was my value was not my value. Because when I moved that and I stopped, then I asked myself who I truly am. When you see in the mirror and you ask yourself who you truly are without those titles, without being a mom, without being a wife, who you truly are, that's when you receive like this amazing, like worthiness and that answer of who you truly are. And that began my mission because I knew that my soul wanted to help others. Mm -hmm. That was my mission. And I love that. And when I connect with that, I felt 100% more happy than when you go and, and have a lot of other titles. So if anyone has like this emptiness and is asking a question of who I am or what do I want? What is my mission? I can tell you that it's inside of you. You just have to stop and ask yourself because I'm pretty sure it's going to be the opposite that you are doing. Mm. Ooh. Roma, I'm now recalling one of our first conversations together. For you, it wasn't the corporate world, but if you recall in, a, in that conversation, for you, it was this question of uh, education and title and credential. And should I go back to school to become a doctor? Right. It was like, for you, it was, it was a different, it was similar, but, but a little bit of a different story. Can you share a little bit about that experience for you? Yeah, I think it's, it was about proving to the world what I believed right. when I was four, that I'm, I'm not smart. I saw it in the eyes of my mom. I saw it in the eyes of people around me telling me that, oh, you got a zero on 10. So you are not smart. You don't know how to write your alphabets, uppercase and lowercase. And so it was really coming from that belief system that manifested itself in so many ways. And so even when I became a coach, I thought, no, this is not enough. The imposter mm -hmm. in me wanted to become a licensed therapist or a mm -hmm. clinical psychologist or you need to educate and you need to keep keep giving yourself those scars that education has already done for you 10 times over so that maybe it will go away. Yeah. And the imposter was like, my imposter was like the loudest. 
at that time, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are that you are doing this work and it comes so naturally to you? You don't need to read books. You don't need to burn candles and, you know, like burn your sweat to... Right. Blood, sweat, and tears tears. to achieve it. Yeah. Like, and yeah, that's what what it feels like. That's, that's no more, no pain. This comes to you so naturally. This can't be you. This, Mm -hmm. this is not who you are. So it's that journey. It's that journey of going from a human, human to a divine being, like tapping into that divineness within you and that dance. It's, Mm -hmm. it's one of the hardest dance you'll ever do, but it is, but it is, one of the sweetest dance in hindsight, connecting the dots, like Steve Jobs would say, looking back, I can say that that is the toughest, but the most rewarding dance of life I have done of not knowing myself of pretending to not know who I really am because I was too scared, Mm. too scared to own my power and also trust myself that if I know my power, I'll be fine. I won't become greedy. I won't become this monster who wants to, you know, with my ego, claim the world. And, and this is my conversation with myself now, or my growing edge, as you would say, it, is that what if I am here to have it all? Fame, name, money, power, and still feel so, still stay so anchored into my, my smallness, my humanness, my fallibleness, my imperfections, stay so rooted into that, that I shine in my perfection with my imperfection. There's that humbleness in the power. I don't know about you too, but I, I, I have found in this journey of growth, this ever, ever, this never ending evolution of growth. And the more I grow, the more I discover who it is that I am, because of course that question is ever, you know, we're always inside of that question because we are just ever expanding, ever evolving beings. But the more simply I yearn, Like the more it's the simple things that I most deeply yearn for. It's the, you know, it's, it's gone from things outside of me to now just like very simple things within space, freedom, love, joy, peace. You know, it's, it's the, it's, it's just, and I think that is the, I think, you know, that's, that is the journey. And, and as I listen to both of you share about your experiences, I hear that in both of your, your journeys as well. To someone who is where you were several years ago, an immigrant to this country with a great big heart brewing or big, great big dream brewing inside their heart but perhaps their limiting beliefs or their sense of belonging hasn't been as firmly rooted 
as yours has, what would you offer? What would you want to say? I, can I go first? Yeah. There are just three things that come to my mind is that you are the answer to your prayer. Stop looking outside. I, I really think, Taryn, that this is another challenge of the coaching industry is that I have the answer, I have the process, I have your transformation. But mm -hmm. truly, it's you. And it's how hard you are willing to look within you. I'm not saying it's going to be all roses, but I'm just saying that you are the answer to your prayer. Trust that believe that whatever of you you can start believing in start from there i will like and yeah roman nail it that that's that's the message no matter who you are where you are your family um, anything your titles Everything that you are looking is inside of you and don't let your fears, your judgments to stop you because I can remember judging myself for my language, for my skin, for my cultural beliefs. And I will invite people to just remember that your skin, your culture, your culture, everything is part of you and creates beautiful things about you. And don't let that your judgment that others maybe doesn't even see stop you because you are not your fears. Amen. Thank you both so much for your time and your energy, your love, your courage um, to have this conversation. I'm just so in awe and in such deep gratitude for both of you. Thank you, Taryn. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. For more information, you can visit our website at www.themindrebel.com or visit us on Instagram or Facebook at the underscore mind underscore rebel underscore academy. And these links can all be found in the show notes below. If you like this episode, we would be so grateful if you shared it with your fellow bold dreamers.